This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of the Indian River on Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and disinformation is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on all your favorite directories, including iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. And I'd love to hear from listeners. You can shoot me an email. The address is right now, Jim Dawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. Well, on Saturday, Bernie Sanders, that juggernaut of political power in the Democrat Party won the Nevada caucuses and didn't win them by just a little bit. He more than doubled the second place finishers total. Bernie Sanders had 47.1%. Uh, Old Joe Biden uh, came in second with, uh, as I say, less than half of that at 21%. Mayor Pete uh, Booty Juice came in at 13.7%. Booty Juice is uh, is demanding a recount. And then you had Elizabeth Warren, Tom Steyer, and uh, Amy Klobuchar um, pulling up uh, the finishing candidates with uh, each failing to break out of single digits. So Bernie Sanders now uh, looks like the odds-on favorite, and uh, he's being uh, characterized as an unstoppable force to win uh, the Democrat primaries as they move on to South Carolina, where... Joe Biden's campaign is in free fall, while the uh, more committed free stuff voters in South Carolina go to Bernie and the uh, the so-called moderates uh, in the Democrat Party, which is sort of a misnomer to begin with, uh, are peeling off and going over to uh, Michael Bloomberg. Mini Mike has got a fat checkbook, and the Democrats are hopeful that he's the one that has the secret sauce to beat Donald Trump. When you look at the vote totals out of Nevada, they total up to about 15,000 total votes cast in these Democrat caucuses. And it occurred to me, just looking at this, that fewer people participated in the Democrat caucuses than attended Donald Trump's big rally in Las Vegas last week, I think it was on Friday night uh, that he held this rally. He filled up a, a big arena there in Las Vegas and had more people watching on big screens outside in the parking lot than were, were inside. And uh, there were 
there were probably 12 or 14,000 inside the arena and about double that outside. So Donald Trump's rally in Las Vegas uh, just wildly outperformed the Democrats' caucuses. But the Democrats are in utter and complete uh, meltdown now because their little shell game that they've been playing for, oh, going on 50 years now, where they promise free stuff and cultivate um, identity politics grievances in order to win votes. And then once they get into power, turn around and service uh, the moneyed interests that are their political donors on Wall Street and in Washington and and uh, out in Los Angeles. And now the Democrat uh, voters actually have a uh, an authentic article, a, a real socialist, a real Marxist that has been, uh, you know, proven and um, has been faithful to the Marxist ideology for his whole career. And the Democrats are, the establishment Democrats are determined to stop him. <laughs> you know, the Democrats ought not to be surprised when they keep telling people that they can vote for a living. They shouldn't be surprised when people start actually believing it and uh, and and demanding that uh, that they get a candidate that actually does that. But the long knives are out now for old Bernie, uh, not only in uh, on the um, more patriotic side of the political spectrum, but right there in the heart of uh, the Democrats leftist. Uh, in uh, at CNN and MSNBC and in the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of these old line uh, Democrat consultants are trotting forward and trying to take old Bernie down. Over on MSNBC, you had Chris Matthews actually compare the Jewish Bernie Sanders to the Nazis. I'm reading last night about the fall of France in the summer of 1940. And the general, Renault, calls up Churchill and says, it's over. And Churchill said, how can it be? you got the greatest army in Europe. How can it be over? He said, it's over. So I had that suppressed feeling. I can't be as wild as Carville, but he is damn smart. And I think he's damn right on this one. And Matthews and Carville are on TV saying, you know, they've got to do something. They've got to pull out all stops at this this thing is about to get out of hand. And a lot of the uh, the true believers on social media are now calling for Chris Matthews to be fired from his job at MSNBC because he compared Bernie Sanders to the Nazis in that little clip there. But uh, here is another example. This is Steve Schmidt, uh, one of these never-Trumpers that uh, used to manage campaigns for the likes of... Um, Mitt Romney, uh, he's over there uh, trying to to uh, excite uh, the establishment Democrats to uh, to head off the Bernie Sanders nomination. And at the end of it, now about ten months out from the election, uh, what the Democratic Party has produced is a seventy-eight-year-old socialist from Vermont who is picking up steam and, recently had and a heart is attack. going to be a unstoppable force before very much longer on the way to the nomination. And so the theory that there is some great base of people 
yearning for socialism in the United States of America is a fever dream and a fantasy. And here's the deal. There's literally no one in this country who interacts with government, not at a local level, not at a county level, not at a state level, not at a federal level who comes out of that experience saying, God, that was great, terrific. I want to put these people in charge of more stuff, give them more money, more power, more control. And he will be carrying forward into this election some of the most unpopular positions on issues that any candidate ever has. He wants to take away private health insurance from 150 million people. Go tell those union workers in Michigan and Pennsylvania, those union men and women, that they're going to lose their private health insurance. It is a death sentence for the party, and it will lead to Donald Trump's reelection. And, <laughs> and that's why you've got uh, Trump saying, uh, you know, Bernie, don't let him steal it from you this time. Because it most certainly will result in Donald Trump's reelection. I, I don't think that any of these uh, these mental midgets in the Democrat primaries can beat Trump. But uh, uh, Donald Trump is doing everything he can to stir the pot in the Democrat primaries. I got into an argument on Twitter over the weekend from with one of these Bernie bros that was saying, "Oh, Bernie's uh, not a Marxist. He just wants uh, you know government provided health insurance." And that's that's not Marxist. And I tried to convince this knucklehead that, uh, you know, if you like the DMV, if you like, um, you know, uh, the college tuition uh, disaster, you're going to really love this government provided health care insurance. And, you know, it's, it's kind of depressing. <clears throat> Donald Trump knows this stuff. He knows it innately. Uh, um, and he's putting us on path, you know, to a free enterprise system. But he's not a very good um, articulator of the principles behind free enterprise uh, that we need. Ronald Reagan uh, was a cold warrior that uh, that was very articulate and very effective at at explaining that the profit motive and free market competition between uh, companies engaged in the profit motive is really the only proven method in history for delivering services or goods or what have you in an effective way to satisfy the customer and in an economical way to compete against uh, your free market rivals. And if you compare that to the history of socialism in uh, the Soviet Union or China before they went to this uh, this capitalist uh, dictatorship hybrid socialism, communism, to Cuba, to Venezuela, to Laos, to um, every place that's been tried, Socialism, Marxist socialism has failed every single time. And the, there is a real problem in our health care system now. But the, the problem with our health care system is not because of uh, too little government involvement, just like the escalation of uh, uh, college and university costs. The problem in the health care system is because we've had too much government intrusion. 
eventually um, government-run health insurances uh, uh, programs in every nation has been tried, including Canada and Great Britain and everywhere else. It ends up using wait times as a uh, de facto rationing system. They don't have to have these death panels you keep hearing about. They can just uh, uh, do a supply and demand based on what the government's willing to pay for. And you can and, and government is the least economically uh, efficient way of providing services. And they use these wait times as a rationing system because while you're waiting for these life-saving procedures or, or appointments, a fairly sizable number of people die while they're waiting. And they no longer need the services. But I tried to explain that to this guy. And uh, he just... He checked out on me. He wasn't listening. So Bernie Sanders is now going into South Carolina. I guarantee you that uh, the Democrats in South Carolina are, are getting uh, the, the voters are getting excited at the prospect that they've actually got somebody that's going to provide government funded health care, free college tuition, a guaranteed federal job at $15 an hour and all of these other freebies. And uh, and if they think old Joe Biden's going to be able to stand up to that, Joe Biden has actually made his career doing much the same thing, promising stuff. The difference is old Joe Biden doesn't have any credibility on it because he is a, uh, um, a, a creature of the Democrat establishment that, that, that's there to get elected and then deliver for his buddies on Wall Street. I got some clips of uh, Bernie Sanders throughout the years uh, spouting communist revolution and uh, and praising Castro and other communists. Before we get to that, I want to remind you to run on over to AmericaFirstRadio.shop and uh, check out my store. I got some cool T-shirts on there, uh, prepper survivalist T-shirts, and I've got a fantastic professional knife sharpening tool where you uh, you put your knife in here, and then it's got a selection of four different whetstones to put a perfect edge on that knife without ever, ever having to uh, take it out again. It won't be one of these edges that you put on with a uh, you know a, a, a sharpening uh, metal in your uh, in your butcher block, or you try to try to put on on a whetstone you know freehand. This will put a perfect edge on your knife every time. Go on over to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop. We've got free delivery, and you can get your banana bag oral solution over there as well to uh, prevent dehydration if you've got some medical conditions. So here's a a clip from old Bernie Sanders. He's uh, even even in uh, 60 Minutes has been trotted out to try to stop him. And uh, you've got uh, the little albino guy from over there at CNN. Um, can't can't call his name right this second, but he's grilling Bernie on what is it going to cost to deliver all of these promises you've made? There is profound skepticism in Congress about Sanders' ability to get his agenda passed. Two-thirds of Democrats in the Senate haven't signed on to Medicare for All, which would cost an estimated 30 to $40 trillion over 10 years. And that's just one of Bernie Sanders' many proposals. 
There's also free public college, cancellation of all student debt, a federal job guarantee, and a Green New Deal to rapidly reduce carbon emissions. How much will that cost? Obviously, those are expensive propositions, but we have done our best on issue after issue uh, in paying for them. Do you know how all, how much, though? I mean, do you have a price tag for, for all of this? We do. I mean, you know, and, and uh, the, the price tag is, it will be substantially less than letting the current system go. I think it's about $30 trillion. That's just for Medicare for all. Just, just Medicare for all. Do you have a, a price tag for all of these things? No, I don't. We try to, no, you mentioned making public colleges and universities tuition-free and canceling all student debt. That's correct. That's what I want to do. We pay for that through a modest tax on Wall Street speculation. But you say you don't know what the total price is, but you know how it's going to be paid for. How do you know it's going to be paid for if you don't know how much the price is? Well, I can't, you know, I can't rattle off to you every nickel and every dime. I can't, I can't even put a number on it. The truth of the matter is a modest tax on Wall Street speculation won't even come close to it. If you follow Bernie's prescriptions to their logical conclusion, they will end in the same way that every other socialist Marxist system ends. And that is with 100% tax rates where the government, uh, you know, uh, is the provider of your food, your housing, your medical care, all of the necessities of life. And, uh, and eventually the whole system collapses as it inevitably does. And we're seeing a real life uh, example of that right down in uh, Venezuela, the, the Marxist Maduro and uh, Chavez before him convinced the people down there that we have a prosperous society and we can provide all of these things to you. The citizens uh, went for it and now they're digging in dumpsters trying to feed themselves. Here's another clip. This is old Bernie uh, back uh, from the archives. Uh, I think he's on with Phil Donahue. And uh, Donahue is uh, pressing him uh, whether he believes in capitalism or free enterprise. Are you a capitalist? No, I'm not a capitalist. So you don't believe in the profit motive, free enterprise. If I have a better mousetrap, I make more money. There's something to be said for free enterprise on a local level and competition. But Something to be said for it happening in our society is we don't live in a free enterprise society. You live in a corporate capitalist society where in virtually every single industry you have giant multi-billion dollar corporations competing, driving the small businessmen okay, But let's out. pretend it would work without all that kind of acquisition of power that is unfair and doesn't... Do I believe that the profit motive is fundamental to human nature? The answer is no. I think the spirit of cooperation that you and I can work together better rather than having to compete against each other and Detroit, destroy each other. It's not just the profit motive that's absolutely essential. It's people uh, trying to excel and looking out for for their own interest, the free enterprise system harnesses that uh, along with competition to provide these services at the cheapest possible way. And this uh, this belief, despite all history to the contrary, <clears throat> that you can get people to work for the best interests of other people, it just doesn't work. But, um, you know, he also makes a point that what we have now is not a free enterprise system. And he and and he's right in that regard. Uh, Because the moneyed interests have captured Washington, D.C., they have rigged the deck in their own favor. And now we have the rise of these uh, government sanctioned monopolies in uh, in so many sectors of our economy that take the uh, the top, uh, you know, the most uh, profitable areas of the economy and, uh, and consign them to just a very few providers because they've been able to get in there and have laws written for their own benefit.
And there's no place that that is more obvious in, uh, in today's economy than uh, Silicon Valley, where uh, we have not busted the trust up like Teddy Roosevelt and, uh, and others uh, have done throughout our history. And we've allowed these, uh, these tech titans to seize control of, um, of the Internet and social media and so many of the other things that the modern economy is based on. And it shouldn't be allowed because uh, without competition, we have found ourselves in, in the uh, predicament that uh, these trusts, these uh, monopolies, I say monopolies, they don't have total and complete control over it, but there's just a very small handful of uh, tech titans that do. And they're uh, not only rigging the system in Washington against us, but they're rigging the very information age, the the tools that people uh, rely on to get their information. And they're suppressing dissident voices uh, that uh, are speaking out against their monopolies. So I've got another clip I want to play for you here just to illustrate how uh, panicked the Democrat establishment is to Bernie Sanders' um, trajectory to get the nomination. They've trotted out old James Carville, the uh, the Clintonite, um, dirty tricks uh, expert, and uh, and they've got him all over the airwaves now, uh, sounding the alarm on Bernie Sanders. <laughs> The happiest person right now is about 115 Moscow time. This thing is going very well for Vladimir Putin. I promise you. He, he, he's probably staying up watching us right now. How you doing, Vlad? <laughs> that's absolutely right. And James is reporting that that's exactly that's what the intelligence right. agencies think is going on. I mean, the Sanders campaign was briefed that Putin um, is helping him and plans to help him right. in the primary. Amazing. And, and I don't think Sanders wants Putin to. So they're repurposing the the Russia hysteria, the Red Scare that they so effectively deployed against Donald Trump to try to stymie his almost his entire first term. They're now rolling that out against old Bernie Sanders. It it actually rings more true uh, against Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders has such a long history of praising the Soviet Union. But the truth of the matter there is, you know, that the current regime in Russia is no longer communist. Uh, they are more akin to what we have here in the United States, and that is a uh, an economy that's largely run by uh, by monopolies and oligarchs. You know, one of the things I wanted to point out from the Nevada caucuses is uh, that. There is, they don't, you're not required to be registered to vote, to participate in these Nevada caucuses. There was no requirement to show ID in order to participate. You just had to show up. And, uh, and Nevada and especially Las Vegas is a home to a large population of illegal aliens because they're there to work in the service industries, housekeeping and, um, and culinary, uh, you know, provisions. So, you know, at the same time uh, that you've got Carville and all the others claiming that uh, there's foreign interference in our elections, there's nothing be uh, being done 
on the Democrat side to prevent foreign interference in our elections from people that are in the country illegally. As a matter of fact, after Iowa, Elizabeth Warren actually uh, came out during her uh, speech and thanked illegal aliens for assisting her campaign. Come on, clip. Tonight is for every undocumented, unafraid organizer and volunteer who proudly knocked on doors to let the world know that the path to progress runs through courage, not fear. Now, Now, if we had an honest press... They would be calling out the fact that you've got a major Democrat candidate actually admitting to and praising her uh, her um, facilitating foreign interference in our elections. But that doesn't fit their their narrative and their objectives. So that's completely ignored, along with, by the way, two of the two largest, most populous states in the country, California and New York. I guess New York's no longer the second most populous facilitating illegal voting with uh, motor voter uh, ID laws and uh, and driver's license for illegals. We've got to run out to a break now. We'll be right back and we'll take a look at the, uh, the latest Russiagate scam right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. If you have thyroid eye disease and you can't get any shut-eye because you can't shut your eyes... It might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. So in that last segment, I played a clip out of order that I want to set up this next segment with. Uh, So I'm going to play you this clip again. Here's old James Carville sounding the alarm that uh, the establishment on the Democrat side has got to rally to to fight, fight off the real live socialists that they have finally... On the uh, on the verge of nominating, the happiest person right now is about one fifteen Moscow time. This thing is going very well for Vladimir Putin. I promise you, he, he, he's probably staying up watching us right now. How you doing, Vlad? That's absolutely right. And James is reporting that that's exactly what the intelligence agencies think is going on. I mean, the Sanders campaign was briefed that Putin um, is helping him or plans to help him in the primary. Amazing. And I don't think Sanders wants Putin to help. The only reason, think, why would Vladimir Putin be helping Bernie Sanders? Of course, because he wants Donald Trump to win. 
I mean, it's a straight line. And I, I don't think that, that the Sanders campaign in any way is uh, collusion or collaboration. I think they don't like this story. But the story is a fact. And the reason that the story is a fact is Putin is doing everything that he can to help Trump, including trying to get Bernie Sanders the Democratic nomination. <laughs> so there's their new narrative. They're not only helping Donald Trump try to get reelected, but they're helping Bernie Sanders win the Democrat nomination so that uh, that he will be the Democrat nominee and facilitate Trump's reelection. You got to give it to these people uh, for their creativity. But at some point, you, you need to stop and think, why in the world would Russia want Donald Trump to be reelected? Why would they have ever wanted him to be elected to begin with, considering the campaign promises he was made, making and that he has kept? Why would they want his reelection? Trump has unleashed America's energy sector doing massive damage to Russia's economy because they, their economy is almost solely based on natural gas and petroleum. It has devastated Russia's economy. This president has provided defensive missiles to Poland and to the Ukraine. And he's imposed crippling sanctions on Russian oligarchs who are the real constituency of Vladimir Putin. If he doesn't keep the oligarchs happy, uh, they will eventually uh, do the same thing to him that they did to Boris Yeltsin and Mikhail Gorbachev. Meanwhile, the Democrats want to eliminate our energy sector entirely. They want to, they want to go to um, renewable energy and eliminate petroleum and national ga- natural gas. They want to downsize the American military so that uh, we're, you know, we're not uh, a world superpower any longer. And they want to they impose policies that will cripple America's economy. If Russia really wanted to help themselves and damage America, then they would want Democrats to win. Bernie Sanders would be their, their dream candidate. It's all another uh, Russiagate 2.0. It's another disinformation campaign, and Trump called it out at his rally. I think this is the one from Phoenix. I see these phonies, these the do-nothing Democrats. They said today that Putin wants to be sure that Trump gets elected. Here we go again. I was told a week ago, they said, you know, they're trying to start a rumor. It's disinformation. That's the only thing they're good at. It really is disinformation, and the um, the mainstream media, including Fox News, by the way, if you watched uh, Chris Wallace on on Sunday, he opened uh, the Fox News Sunday show with this latest disinformation campaign, and then brought on Mark Short, the chief of staff of the vice president, who's an absolute disaster when it comes to explaining these things. But. Um, you know, Fox News that actually goes out on their TV network gets far more viewers than the Fox cable channel. And, um, and of course, Chris Wallace, uh, Chris Wallace is there uh, forwarding this latest disinformation campaign. I think they'd like to bring Mark Short on there because 
uh, he's easy for Chris Wallace to, to bully and to, you know, to try to uh, impose these narratives on. And you've got uh, one of the, uh, the most uh, high profile uh, spokesperson for the uh, Russiagate hoax in the form of Chris Swalwell. He has again uh, become a, a, a go-to guest on the um, MSNBC and CNN because they don't dare trot, trot Adam Schiff out anymore because he's been so thoroughly discredited. But here's Swalwell um, forwarding this narrative that Russians are helping Bernie uh, in order to reelect Trump. Again, I, I won't go into that other than our committee has consistently for the past year been looking at what Russia is trying to do in our elections. And we believe that the upcoming election should be free from interference. The voters voted for that in 2018 when they gave us the midterm election was that they wanted more oversight of the elections. But again, just to, I guess, put a finer point on mm-hmm. what's going on here at Bernie Sanders. You can't hold it against Bernie Sanders that this may be a preference of Russia, but you can hold it and ask questions about Donald Trump if he again is working as an agent of Russia by seeking not only one to tweet at Bernie Sanders and try and amplify his campaign to get him as a general election opponent, but Two, if he is indeed firing people on his staff who are telling. So, so uh, Trump is Putin's puppet because he's trying to uh, get Bernie Sanders as a general election opponent. <laughs> Russia wants Trump to be uh, reelected, so they're helping Bernie Sanders. I mean. <laughs> It's lunacy. And, and the, the, the thing about this whole narrative that they've put together is that they can always point to something and claim that it's Russian interference in our election. If Russia, uh, if any Russian troll on social media, you know, weighs in on our election, then they can point to that as proof of Russian interference. When the truth of the matter is Russia and the United States have been interfering in each other's elections and in each other's internal politics uh, since the very beginning of the Soviet Union up until this day. And uh, and the United States doesn't just interfere in Russia's election. They interfere in the Ukraine and they interfere in uh, Israel. They've interfered in South America. Election interference is, uh, is uh, the United States has a long history of that, and so does uh, Russia. But now... The reason it's happening is because they want to reelect Donald Trump so that he can continue to uh, to uh, impose sanctions on Russian oligarchs and provide uh, missile defense systems to their uh, to to countries, former Soviet countries right on their borders. It doesn't make any sense. It's illogical as hell. And Swalwell, I I just got to play you this short clip. He can't keep his story straight. Um, he's not as skilled a liar as Adam Schiff, but Adam Schiff has expended all of his, uh, his credibility at this point. So, you know, they're thinking maybe you'll forget that Swalwell was such an over the top propagandist for the Russian hoax. Uh, but in this clip right here, he can't keep his story straight. If the president doesn't understand why Russia likes him, let me make it clear for him. 
you are corrupt. You were corrupt when you tried to do business in Russia. You were corrupt when you lied about trying to do business in Russia. You have covered up all of your dealings with Putin. You kicked an interpreter out, took the notes when you spoke with Putin one-on-one. You were impeached because of your dealings with Russia. It should be no secret to you or anyone else in the country anymore as to why they prefer you. So uh, now, according to Swalwell, uh, Donald Trump was impeached because of Russia. I thought he was impeached because of his dealings with the Ukraine. I thought he was impeached because he dared to ask about the Biden's corruption in the Ukraine and whether or not uh, the Ukraine had interfered in our elections and whether or not uh, CrowdStrike, who claimed that Russia um, hacked the DNC computers, if, uh, if, if they were part of the Ukrainian disinformation effort. Uh, it's all just a, yet another disinformation campaign. I don't know how long it'll go on. It was, it was pretty soon after this, uh, initial disinformation story broke in the New York times where they claimed that, uh, that Russia was trying to reelect Trump, that most of those stories got pulled down because all of their reporting turned out to be, um, bogus. They were being once again, uh, you know, uh, fed disinformation by deep state actors and they were publishing it. I don't know why they would pull it down. The last time they did this, they got a, a Pulitzer Prize for their Russia gate hoax hype. So old Joe Biden's limping into South Carolina. He's going to try to uh, head off Bernie Sanders at the pass. Only problem is Joe Biden uh, can't stop lying. He's either... Uh, purposefully dishonest or he's so disoriented and um and uh what's the polite term to use uh uh in his dotage that uh he's he's out on the campaign trail saying things like this this day 30 years ago Nelson Mandela walked out of prison and entered into discussions about apartheid. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our U.N. ambassador on the streets of Soweto trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. Ah. So he says that, that he was arrested in South Africa attempting to visit Nelson Mandela along with the U.N. ambassador. That U.N. ambassador he refers to is the former uh, mayor of Atlanta, Andrew Young, who says that it never happened. Says so, so he, he's been arrested many times, and he would, be, he would remember being arrested in South Africa along with uh, Joe Biden, a U.S. senator, and that it never happened. And their you know, uh, investigative journalists have looked into this. So they can find no instance or no evidence that it ever happened. And Joe Biden has published two autobiographies that both talk about his visit to South Africa when he never mentions this, uh, this latest claim. So this is uh, this is the kind of um, uh, fantasy talk that got Joe Biden uh, kicked out of the previous two times that he ran for president. One, he was plagiarizing the first time he was plagiarizing uh, Neil Kinnock, uh, a British politician who was, um, you know, talking about his his upbringing and uh, and Joe Biden couldn't resist 
story sounded so good that he stole it from his, for his own. That wasn't the uh, the sole case of uh, Biden spouting disinformation. Here is another clip from the campaign trail. Never direct the Justice Department as to who they should or should not indict and under what circumstance they should or should not. That is an independent judgment to be made. My son, the one who, my deceased son, was the Attorney General of the United States and before that he was a federal prosecutor in one of the largest offices in the country, the in, in Philadelphia. And I tell you what, he would... So his deceased son, Bo, Bo Biden, died of a brain tumor. He was never attorney general of the United States. I, I guess this is such an obvious misstatement that it, it, it's, it's got to be um, a, a case of Joe Biden and his, um, his deteriorating mental state. He actually came out uh, and promised that uh, if, his, uh, if his mental condition continued to deteriorate, that he wouldn't run for a second term in office. But he's, uh, he's there on the campaign trail, and he, he didn't say this just one time. He said it uh, a couple of times, that his son was former um, Attorney General of the United States. He was the Attorney General of the state of Delaware. I guess you can chalk that one up to uh, being confused, but the case of him claiming that he'd been arrested in South Africa is a purposeful, calculated lie that he's using to try to cultivate uh, some sort of connection with the black voters in South Carolina. Well, let's uh, let's go out to this commercial, and then when we uh, come back, we'll talk about this um, this whistleblower from the Department of Homeland Security under the Obama administration being found dead from a uh, a, a supposed self inflicted gunshot wound. We'll be right back. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209-800-957-6209-800-957-6209. That's 800-957-6209. So you may be familiar with this guy, Philip Haney. He was a Department of Homeland Security official under the Obama administration, and he was a whistleblower uh, that uh, brought to light that Obama administration officials had forced him to destroy a, a list that he had developed of radical uh, radicalized uh, Muslims in this country that were adherents to ISIS or Al Qaeda. And, uh, and it ultimately came out that uh, two of the people that were on that list went on to commit mass murder. One at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, and the other uh, that uh, 
that government employee uh, out in California, uh, who, along with his uh, his new wife, uh, I think killed was it twenty nine people at uh, at some sort of uh, office function. But uh, he has now been found dead out in California, Northern California, from gunshot wounds to the chest, and the the uh, law enforcement officials out there have claimed uh, that that was uh, suicide. I was a firefighter for 30 years, and uh, I went on many uh, suicides. You know, uh, firefighters respond to medical emergencies as well. And uh, I, I, I responded to a lot of uh, suicides and attempted suicides, and never did I see anybody who shot themselves in the chest? Uh, that is not the the way that uh, you kill yourself with a gun. They're um, they're not only uncommon; they're they're very very rare. But um, it was immediately ruled a suicide. I'm not I'm not that familiar with the forensics of the case, but there's every reason in the world to be suspicious, because not only was this guy. Um, about to publish a new book. And not only um, was he about to get married, but he had told associates that if uh, he was ever found dead of a suicide, <laughs> to don't believe it, to contact the authorities. Here's just a, a little clip of Philip Haney uh, detailing the uh, the wrongdoing in the Obama administration that uh, that he blew the whistle on. Six years into your tenure in 2009, you were ordered to scrub the records of Muslims with these terror ties by our government. Who told you to do that? I was directed from DHS headquarters. It's important to keep in mind that that was one year after the November 2008 Holy Land Foundation trial, the largest terror trial in American history, that irrefutably proved that these individuals from the Muslim Brotherhood front groups were in direct financial support of Hamas. And, and that's, so they that, that's, the, that's the trial where CARE was named as an unindicted co-conspirator, if I'm not mistaken. As along with Islamic Society of North America and the North American Islamic Trust, two, three major groups. Okay, so you were doing your job identifying individuals, you built up a computer database, Obama becomes president, you are literally ordered to scrub the names of Muslims with terror ties that we, you had worked so hard to find. You believe you could have stopped what happened in Orlando and San Bernardino had you not been ordered by Obama's DHS to do this. Is that true? Well, that was the first, what I call the first great purge. That was in 2009 with more than 800 records. The case that I'm referring to about stopping the San Bernardino and now related to the Orlando was was three years later in 2012. It was a larger case called the Tablighi Jamaat Initiative, and it was another network separate from, but related to in some ways, the Muslim Brotherhood network that we just talked about. So in the case of San Bernardino, it was Saeed Farouk and his wife. You had identified that mosque as a place where you believe we should have been paying attention to, correct? There's an entire, yes, there's an entire network of those kind of mosques across the United States. And I found out a couple of days ago that the mosque in, in Fort Pierce is also related to the same network. Let me, Two let me big ask, cases now. Let me ask. 
that Fort Pierce mosque that he references there is just down the road from where I broadcast. And it was the home of um, the Pulse nightclub shooter that killed about 50 people uh, in Orlando, Florida. So the office of the coroner, uh, which is under the sheriff's office in, um, I think it's Amador County um, in, uh, in Northern California, has ruled this a suicide based on the forensics. But, you know, a suicide can be staged. And uh, the fact that he was found out on a, 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 a desolate road, like 20 miles from his home, 40 miles from his home, uh, seems kind of odd that he would go out in the middle of nowhere and commit the suicide. And there's, uh, there's every reason to believe that, uh, there's reason for suspicion. He had, he had said repeatedly to, uh, friends of his that if he's found dead, don't believe that it was a suicide. Representative Steve King, Republican of Iowa, um, went on Twitter and said, Phil Haney was a friend and a patriot. He was a target because of all he knew of the Islamic terrorist cover-ups, and he ensured his life by archiving data that incriminated the highest levels in the Obama administration. Steve King says, Phil Haney did not kill himself. Another one of these, um, these, enemies of the Democrats who suddenly end up dead by suicide. Well, in other news, uh, Donald Trump is over in India and, uh, he's, he's there. He spoke to a crowd at a stadium that was over 120,000 strong. And he's there to support, um, the president of India Modi as he, uh, deals with a lot of the same things with regards to Islamic terrorism and, and securing the borders that uh, Donald Trump is trying to achieve. I've got about a two-minute clip that I want to play you of his address to that, uh, that huge crowd in India. The United States and India are also firmly united in our ironclad resolve to defend our citizens from the threat of radical Islamic terrorism. Both of our countries have been hurt by the pain and turmoil of terrorism and that terrorism brings. Under my administration, we unleashed the full power of the American military on bloodthirsty killers of ISIS in Iraq and in Syria. Today, the ISIS territorial caliphate has been 100% destroyed And the monster known as al-Baghdadi, the founder and leader of ISIS, is dead. In the United States, we have also made clear that while our country will always welcome newcomers who share our values and love our people, our borders will always be closed to terrorists and terrorism and to any form of extremism. That is why we have taken historic steps to improve screening and vetting of applications for entry, and we are working to ensure that anyone who threatens the security of our citizens is denied admission and will pay a very, very big, costly price. 
Well, what Trump is doing there is he's trying to cultivate closer ties between the United States and uh, the largest democracy on the face of the earth. And there's uh, there's every reason to do that. Economically, uh, India almost offers almost as large a, a market to develop as does China. Of course, the advantage of India is it is a uh, an elected democracy there. And uh, and they they don't uh, try or they haven't been trying to uh, engage in these predatory tactics against U.S. businesses. And uh, we also share the, uh, the the problem with uh, securing our borders. Prime Minister Modi in India has been uh, trying to secure its borders from the incursions of uh, Islamic terrorists, uh, and uh, and he's getting a lot of pushback. Uh, in India because, um, you know, the uh, Pakistan and Bangladesh want to be able to uh, to come into India and uh, participate in their uh, their economy. And with it, uh, they they uh, they are able to smuggle in uh, terrorists, Islamic terrorists that uh, that have uh, targeted Indians. So it's unbelievable how quickly uh, Trump um, went from these these uh, big rallies out west in uh, Arizona and Nevada and California and other places uh, to to giving this speech. I guess it was in Bangalore, India, uh, improving ties uh, with the between the oldest democracy in the U.S. and the largest democracy. There in India. Also um, developing last week is uh, the implementation of a ceasefire over in Afghanistan between the Afghan military forces supported by uh, the United States and the Taliban. I don't have much hope that these uh, the ceasefire will be successful, but the president is once again trying to uh, disentangle us from that quagmire over in Afghanistan. I'm going to play you a clip here of Scott Wharton, who is a who is a uh, a member of um, a former member of the Foreign Service and knows uh, knows what goes on over there. What is the state of any agreement right now, in your estimation? Well, I'm cautiously optimistic that an agreement will, in fact, go through. I think we were back to the point we were in in September when people were talking about a possible U.S.-Taliban deal, and that fell through. Uh, President Trump canceled a planned trip to... Well, that was because the deep state had pushed back against them. They're trying everything they can to keep us from getting out of Afghanistan. The truth is, uh, Afghanistan will revert to its natural state once we leave, and that is sectarian warfare. It, It has always been thus, and the only purpose we're serving over there is to offer a target to the uh, to the warlike Afghans. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. 
No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.